You're listening to ISM The Podcast, where immigrant stories matter. We're here to amplify immigrant voices and create a community where people from any background can come together and embrace each other's differences. It's time to end the negative stigmas around immigrants because they're freaking rock stars. And we're going to prove that one story at a time. Hi guys and welcome to ISM the podcast. This is so exciting. Honestly, I just like, oh, I wanted to do this for so long. So thank you guys so much for tuning in, whether you're on Instagram, on any podcast app. This is honestly just like the coolest thing to me. And I think the coolest thing is that I get to do this with Ari for the first time, my first guest ever. I I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to do it. Guys, this is amazing. I get I to talk about my experience and myself. I know. <laughs> Ari, you're so good at that. I feel so prestigious. <laughs> <laughs> Ari's like, I'm not going to be able to shut up the whole time. I'm like, no, that's perfect because it's really, this whole thing, it's not about me. It's really just about amplifying other people's voices and being able to tell stories that I think are just so beautiful and so overlooked and like you're doing such amazing things with your life and thank you why not just put this out there you know so I think we can just get it started and I really just wanted to start off by giving the mic over to you so like tell us about yourself when did you move to the U.S. how old were you yeah So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be here. And again, like talking about something that's so close to me, being a, you know, first born Brazilian and moving to the U.S. at such a young age and coming here and eventually meeting other Brazilians like yourself, who's also doing amazing things, you know, it's great to see that people are succeeding, you know, and it's, it's encouraging even to me nowadays, you know, being an adult and mm-hmm. going through the different stages of moving here and not speaking English and mm-hmm. now being an adult and understanding the culture and being part of this culture, you know, and it's just, it's a really great, you know, opportunity to be here and talk about this with everyone. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. So how, how old were you and who did you, did you move here with your whole family? So our story is a little different than most, Mm -hmm. I would say, um, or at least my personal story, you know, when people think of people moving to the U.S., they Mm -hmm. think it's their lifelong dream and they're coming here to chase their dreams. Right, the whole American dream picture. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, for me, I was 12 at the time, so it wasn't my dream to be here, you know, I was a preteen, I was a teenager and... But it was my mom's dream, and she had a cousin who already lived here in the U.S. for a couple of years. And, you know, my mom, we come from, you know, a blue-collar family. Both parents were teachers. So she just got fed up with having to make ends meet every month Mm -hmm. and having to struggle financially. And she decided, you know, there's something out there. There's an opportunity for her and for her to bring us along and hopefully offer us a better future. So... She decided to make the move, and that was back in 99. So I was nine years old. I'm the middle child between two brothers. So Mm -hmm. 
there were three of us and you know that's a big task for a single mother to bring three kids oh wow yeah to a complete foreign country not speaking the language not really knowing anyone here right. so she went ahead she came here first with my older brother and my younger brother and I stayed back home with my dad and our sap mom at the time oh wow so we were there for three years and yeah. You know, in that time, it was just phone calls on the weekends. Right. We got the occasional, like, care package that I'm sure every, like, Brazilian kid yeah. ever got. <laughs> Living back home and having a parent in yeah. the U.S., you know, and it's... There was a whole, like, scare that we might get deported or my mom and my brother mm-hmm. would be walking down the street and somebody would just randomly approach them and throw them in the back of a car and, you know, and that would be yeah, it. honestly. I, it's good to talk about this because I feel like there's so many people who truly don't understand all of these little tiny aspects of the immigration process and people look at immigrants and it's like well you know if you're so scared why didn't you just do it the right way the right way the legal way why didn't you just do it like that and it's like well you know what everyone wishes that they could do it the right way and the legal way but it's so much harder than people think right it takes so long years if you're lucky and in between that time you're living here in constant fear of being deported some people have their kids here some people have kids here like my parents moved here and then had me here and it's like if you still don't have your papers you could get deported and then what do you do about your native born child who is here? Exactly. It's just like all these little things that I feel like people really don't understand in the process and that's really one of the reasons why I wanted to do this is just to share all these little details. So when you were in Brazil originally, was your mom planning on bringing you over? Yeah, so when my mom, you know, even contemplating moving here and she would bring this up to Mm -hmm. us like I said at the time I was nine and being the middle child we were all very young Mm -hmm. so anytime she brought up the idea of moving to the U.S. I we would just cry hysterically because we knew what that meant that meant Mm -hmm. that you know we would have to give up you know our home country yeah our native language our friends our school system our family Mm -hmm. so it was never like I said my dreams so she would you know always call us and tell us how great things were here and promise everything you think of yeah, you know of course promise the world promise toys you know anything yeah. that would encourage us to yeah. you know want to move here and eventually she saved up enough money and three years after being here she uh sent you know she bought us tickets to come and visit her and my younger brother and i we had a six month stay period that's what our visitor visa allowed mm-hmm and we came as visitors so we thought at the time so you that's how it always is we were we were just visiting yeah we're just gonna go you know see what snow is like yeah and and then we're gonna come right back now it's been what like 20 years of snow and (laughs) never look back crazy yeah so we came to visit and we stayed for you know this is in 2002 so i was 12 at the time and when the six month period was up and all the fun and game you know was over it came down to making a decision and i remember you know being 12 finally seeing my mom and brother after three years you know Mm -hmm. 
I had the ultimate, you know, decision to make, and it was for me and for my younger brother. That's a crazy thing to put on a 12-year-old. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, you can imagine, like, being 12 and finally being reunited. Like, you have to decide, do you want to stay here with your mom and your brother, who you miss so much? That's crazy. Or do you want to go back home? Mm -hmm. So we decided to stay, or I decided to stay, and... Never looked back. Now here you are. And Ari has honestly been doing such amazing things, guys. Like, she, you have to go follow Light Flex here. Go follow her fashion blog. Fashionably Fashionably late late on Instagram. (laughs) I will definitely post this and tag her. But um, she's just killing it. And it's people like you, people who came here and are grinding and are just doing incredible things in our society it's just nuts to me that people can look at that and not and still still be like oh well you know what like they're here they're lazy they don't want to get papers they don't want to pay taxes and it's like even we can talk about covid soon because i'm sure that affected your family but Mm -hmm. i think even throughout the whole COVID process, one in five essential workers were immigrants. And there's about five million of those immigrants who are undocumented essential workers, which means that they could get deported tomorrow because they don't have their papers. And if we want to go back to a normal life sometime soon, those immigrants who are working in this country they're crucial to getting us back to where we want to be. And so us not helping create a better way or an easier way for them to become citizens, creating that pathway to citizenship for them, we're doing ourselves a dishonor, you know? Right. And I want to hear what you and your family situation was like with that because I know for a lot of those immigrants, that a lot of them who are undocumented didn't even get any financial aid or anything. So, right. What do you think that was like for you? Yeah, so we are very lucky, I would say. So, you know, we we are citizens and we all, you know, my family, we've been able to work for the most part through um, this period. Uh, My brothers had to do some adjusting. They are currently working for FedEx which, you know, it's, it never stopped. Mm-hmm. They're essential workers and they're in this They pandemic. are essential workers. Right. Yeah. And like, what would we do without these people? Exactly. But, um, okay, so back to basics, I guess. What's just, like, one main struggle that you think you had to go through as a kid moving to a new country? Yeah, so, you know, there were many. There were many struggles, and I came here literally, I guys when I say I did not I didn't know how to say good morning or good afternoon I literally only knew how to say hi my name is Ari and I don't speak English yeah and even then like the I don't speak English didn't come out the way it does now it was like you know yeah that's the only sentence I could form and you know I had finished sixth grade in Brazil but because I didn't speak English I had to start over and repeat sixth grade so it was really hard for me and you know i was bullied a lot i remember like 
I was attacked many times and I didn't even know why because yeah. I didn't even speak the language. Yeah. So I remember like one of the memories that I have, like this is something that, you know, is like one of the big things that I will forever remember mm-hmm. is there was a playground across the street from where I lived and I remember like I was in the playground with a friend. She was Brazilian. She was like one of the few friends I had. And we were just sitting in the monkey bars and mm-hmm. this group of kids just like surrounded us. And like, next thing you know, we're hands on fighting. Oh my gosh. And, and you were, you were what, 12? I was 13? 12, 12 at the time. Literally did not speak English. I had no idea why this girl was fighting me. And obviously they're shouting things and I'm like, yeah, what do you say? I don't even understand. I had no idea why I was being right. attacked. You know, somehow... I would say we won the fight because, you know, I, I guess. You made like, it out. I made it out alive. <laughs> You're still here, thank God. <laughs> a few scratches, but I guess, like, my instincts, you, you know. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I and I left that fight, and I was, and actually, like, the worst part of that was a kid was eating, and this is like a scene out of a movie, and I swear to you, I'll never leave my head. A kid was eating a hot dog Mm -hmm. and there was like a bite left Mm -hmm. and this kid threw the hot dog at me and it literally like slapped on my eye socket it like got stuck for a second and then came down (laughs) (laughs) yes kids are mean so mean all right so to finish it off i want to end every podcast asking someone the same question and so if you could give advice to anyone looking to move to another country, what would that advice be? If I could give anyone an advice, I would say, you know, I think you have to really weigh things out. If you really, really want to do it, I think that do it, but know that you are going to be giving up a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you put things at risk, you are at risk of high rewards so it's like you balance it out will you be okay being away from your family yeah indefinitely right yeah because i can go back but i can only go back so often yeah so you know you will give up that part of yourself in order to gain what what it is that you're looking to gain yeah well honestly thank you so much for just being so open and real and raw and these are the stories that I've just been dying to share with people. It's the little moments. It's all of those little things in between that have made you who you are. Even the negative things have made you stronger. And if you didn't come here, I wouldn't know you. And that would just be sad. I know. <laughs> and we just, we need more people like you here. And we need to make this path of immigration easier for people. And I really, truly believe that everyone deserves to live their dream no matter where that is. So I agree. Thank you so much, honestly. It is the land of the free. Let's not forget. So everyone was once an immigrant. That's right. Who's here. So all right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, for watching. Thank you so much. This is my first podcast Yay. and it's just been so amazing. Don't forget to follow Fashionably Late on yes. Instagram. And give this video a like if you watch it. I know. Give it a like, whatever it is. Share it on, with your friends. Yeah, Educate your friends. It. Yeah, this is honestly a full educational 
process. I just really want to bring these things to light. And I can't do that without you guys, without your shares, without your love and your constant motivation. So please guys, spread this out into the world for me and continue watching because there will be so many more amazing episodes and so many more amazing guests. I don't know if they're going to be Ari, but <laughs> hopefully they'll be close. So Yay. once again, thank you, Ari. And thank, thank you guys you for all for listening. Me. This was an amazing opportunity. Thank you. Of course. Hug. We're hugging. Vaxxed <laughs> <laughs> <Backs> and ready. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to ISM, where immigrant stories matter. Make sure to subscribe so that you get notified when new podcasts are released. And if you just can't wait for the next one, follow us on Instagram at ISM the podcast so that you're always in the know. Until next time.